Chapter 10 There were probably 200 people around the lake below us. Boys, girls, older people. Some were swimming. Some were water skiing. Some were grilling burgers and hot dogs over charcoal fires. A lot were just milling around and talking and laughing. You'd swear it was some kind of big community picnic. From the air, they all looked so normal. And probably most of the people below us were normal. But a lot of them were controllers. And one of them was Eric, who was certainly not normal. We stayed well back from the lakeshore and dropped down into the trees. We came to rest on the ground, inside a cluster of tall bushes. My osprey vision and osprey hearing had revealed no one within a hundred yards. But I was tingling with nervousness, just the same. Shall we demorph? Axe asked. Not yet. Tobias said he would swing back over once we were on the ground. So we waited there, looking a bit weird, two birds of prey just hanging out inside a bunch of bushes at the edge of the forest. I could hear the whine of powerboats out on the water, and closer, little snatches of human laughter. Okay, guys, Tobias' thought-speak voice suddenly spoke in my head. Looks clear to me. You've got a guy and a girl maybe a hundred yards off, but I think they're making out, so they should be busy for a while. I quickly began to demorph. One of the limitations on morphing is that you can't just morph straight from one form to another. You always have to return to your own body in between. In Axe's case, this meant returning to his Andalite form. That had to make him nervous. There were dozens of controllers just a few hundred feet away. Yurks might overlook one kid sneaking around. They wouldn't overlook an Andalite. Are you ready to morph again? Axe asked me once we were back in our normal bodies. I'll never be ready to morph a spider... I said. My teeth were chattering, and it wasn't cold. I have to morph, Axe said. I can't stay here in Andalite form. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do this. But I'm going to keep my eyes closed. I focused my mind on the spider. But I lost concentration, mostly because even the image of that wolf spider grossed me out. Then Axe started to change. I knew I couldn't just stand there and watch. I knew I had to morph. It can't be any worse than morphing a fly, right? Or an ant? I asked no one. Not that I wanted to think about the ant morph. We'd had a very, very, very bad time in ant morph. I closed my eyes and focused again. This time I kept my concentration. I felt myself starting to shrink. Shrinking is always a little weird. But now I was also thinking about some big, disgusting balloon of Marco mass suddenly bulging out into zero space. Whatever zero space was. I could feel myself getting smaller. I could feel very strange things happening inside me. Sudden feelings of emptiness where organs were simply disappearing. And there was a distracting squishy sound that came up my spine and through my skull. The sound of bones turning to marrow, and of marrow sort of oozing away. I wouldn't be needing any bones, I guess. I kept my eyes tightly shut, not wanting to see what was happening. And I held on to my fears with a death grip of determination. I mean, if there's anything worse than being a spider, it's being some disgusting mix of half-human, half-spider. But then, pop, pop, pop! I could see! I tried to close my eyes, but no! I didn't have eyelids! It's very hard to close your eyes when you don't have eyelids! Eyes were popping open in my forehead. Eyes were erupting out of my head... Like zits. I almost lost it right then. I would have screamed if I'd had a voice any longer. But I was already half spider. 
and I was staring at Axe as he underwent a change very similar to my own. I was watching him with vision that was half human and half the shattered, broken mirror vision of the spider's compound eyes. Something horrifying was growing from the place on Axe's face where a mouth should have been. Something huge and bulging and foul. Two monstrous swollen things like, like nothing I'd ever seen before. They were jaws, but huge and outsized. From the end of each one, a wicked curved fang grew. Sometimes you really, really need eyelids. There are definitely some things you don't want to have to see. I knew the same thing was happening to me. My bulging jaw parts grew till they entered my own distorted field of vision. Fortunately, I didn't have to worry too long about the jaws. See, I became distracted when legs suddenly exploded from my chest. Sprout! Four new legs, two on each side, just shot out of me, like I was a tube of toothpaste someone had stopped. They sprouted all gumby unformed, then began to form joints. Way too many joints. My human legs and arms were changing to match these first spider legs. I fell forward, no longer able to stand erect. It wasn't much of a fall. I was already pretty small. The pine needles beneath me already seemed as big around as a human finger. Not that I had any fingers left to compare with. All the while, new eyes kept opening suddenly, where eyes absolutely did not belong. Some were compound eyes. Some weren't. Then, as if the extra legs, the mix-and-match eyes, and the huge jaw and fang combo weren't enough, some new leg-like things came sprouting out of my, well, out of where my neck used to be. They were like extra legs, only they weren't. I had no idea what they were, but they moved. Much later, I found out they're called pedipalps a sort of cross between a mouth part and a leg. My head was swelling compared to the rest of my body. It was gigantic, in a small way. My entire body was now divided into two big chunks, a sort of bulging head and an even bulgier body. I was almost entirely spider now. The pine needles that had seemed as big as fingers were now as big as two-by-fours. As the last touch, strangely soft hairs began to grow from everywhere on my body. It was the hair that seemed to trigger the awakening of the spider brain. The wolf spider has good eyes for a spider, but it's all the thousands of tiny hairs that really get the spider brain's attention. They sense every subtle clue in the wind, every minor movement in every direction. And all of a sudden, it felt like the whole world was moving. Leaves, pine needles, the dirt beneath my claw-tipped eight legs, bugs in the dirt, moles under the ground, birds in the air. All of it seemed to be hardwired into the hairs that covered my spider body. With all that sensory overload, the spider brain woke up. I had been afraid it would be like the brain of an ant, a mindless machine. Or that it would be the terrified, fearful, panic-stricken mind of a prey animal. But oh no, definitely no. They didn't call it a wolf spider for nothing. This guy was tiny, no more than two inches from the end of one outstretched leg to the end of the farthest back leg. A toddler could easily crush him underfoot. But I guess it isn't size alone that makes a predator, because as soon as I felt the edge of that spider brain, I knew this boy was trouble. The wolf spider was a killer.